everyone. Welcome back to Wandering Into Wellness. It's Lydia and Finn as usual. And today we have a wonderful special guest joining us on What's in Your Basket is Claire McKenna, host of News Talk's Health and Wellness show. And Claire, welcome. Thank you very much for having me. No, we're so happy that you're here. We've had a fun little time down in the shop. It's great to get to know you. Uh, it's a bit dangerous because I feel like we've all got a bit kiddy because we're having too much fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a bit of messing. <laughs> a bit of messing. Why not? But that's what life should be about, right? And that's, I think, one of the best bits about, like, hopefully what our health food store is involved in doing is, like, trying to translate this kind of worthy health mm. thing into something that's just a bit more tangible. And essentially, that's what What's in Your Basket is about. Yeah. Do you have... A history with health food stores? Do you like you? See, you seem very literate. I mean, you, when we initially post this to pitch this to you, you're like straight back with like five things. You're like ding ding ding. I was like, oh, this lady knows her health food stores. Yeah, it's a health food store stuff exactly. Yeah, I've always had a lean into health and well-being. Um, even from the simple things of lots of fresh fruit and veg, conscious of shopping local, right. drinking lots of water. And then over time, I've got into different brands. Like I love herbal tea, so that's why I'll seek that out. And now things like Kombucha, thankfully, are in more supermarkets and convenience stores. And it's really nice to see that. But no, I love a browse in a health food store. And that one is pretty special downstairs. Ah, thank you. Uh, it's very nice you say. You didn't have to. Shameless plug. Yeah, um, it's fun, isn't it? I think health food stores for me are like my happy place. It's always like if I was in a grump, I'd go and find a health food store and walk around and buy a few things. And you actually mean that. That's like... Oh, that's, yeah, no, yeah, that's yeah, genuinely yeah. the truth. That's like what I do for fun. Um, <laughs> that's how we met. Yeah, they literally that. Um, but it's so nice to be able to go to a place where you have all these products that you might not know anything about, but they've been carefully curated by the people who own the place. They've looked into the ethics. They've looked into the sourcing for you. There's a kind of a trust element there, but also then in really good health food stores, you get to go to the staff and ask advice. I've got a consult, what do I do about this? Or, and learn about products as well. And I think that's what you get in a health food store that you don't get in other places. It's that combination of information as well as really good products, which you just, you know, you wouldn't get that in the supermarket. That's the idea. That's why we do what we do. Let's kick off with your nettle tea situation, like herbal teas. Yeah, I mean, we were just talking like about the worthiness of health and wellness. And I do think nettle tea is going to make me sound like some sort of witch. It's a bit socks and sandals, I'll be honest. It is. Which is cool these days, though. But this is just something that my friend, like when I got the show presenting health and wellbeing, she was like, oh, my God, you're made for this show. You were drinking nettle tea years ago before anybody was talking about it. I don't know how I started drinking nettle tea. I think it was a friend of mine. I drink herbal tea and I drink a lot of water mainly because I don't feel well unless I do and that is the, that is the mm-hmm. truth and I find herbal teas a really good way of increasing the water that you're taking in so I have these big Disney mugs that's another one of my major sessions so I would have like this big tankard of okay. herbal tea on the go all day into the night. Is, is it infectious? Do you, other people around you, do they come in, they just laugh at you or do they eventually come, do you see them actually like sneaking in their own bits of herbal tea around the offices? Um, no, I think people share, you know, uh-huh. and I, I would be a fan, you know, when you get those nice ones, I notice you have them downstairs and they come in that sort of silk bag. I mean, there's various mm. levels to herbal tea. There are, there's levels um, to this game, yeah. And true. I do really enjoy that. I prefer mm. a bag to loose tea. That's just mm. a bit more faff involved in clearing out the loose mm-hmm. tea. Um, but nettle tea, like nettles, obviously from childhood, they're they're are not our friend, but they are very good for us. Mm-hmm. And I don't suggest necessarily that you start hacking them down and making soup, even though 
people recommend it. This is a fantastic, easy way. Mm. And it's a really nice, soft flavour. Yeah, yeah. I love it. And nettle often, squeeze of lemon is often good in a nettle tea for people who find it kind of, because it's kind of minerally, it's got a very distinctive flavour, right? Mm. Um, yeah, nettle for me, it's an adaptogen. It's one of Ireland's only known adaptogens. So adaptogenic herbs, everyone goes mad about ashwagandha these days. Ashwagandha just seems to be like the thing, the only thing that everyone knows in herbal medicine is ashwagandha. And it is powerful because it's an adaptogen because it helps to improve your body's resilience to stress, your coping capacity, reduce the sensation sensation of stress, increase your ceiling, and then also help you sleep and all that sort of stuff. So nettle is like, we have these things on our doorstep. It's just, they're not necessarily sexy unless they're from 2000 miles away. But this stuff is real. Like nettle is a powerful thing. Iron rich, adaptogenic, antihistamine, like what can't it do? So yeah. yeah, good choice, great choice. Yeah, yeah. an easy way if you want to increase your hydration, mm start getting into herbal teas and like, it's like a hog especially now with mm -hmm. the minute they're just getting that little bit colder yeah it makes sense yeah and cold infusions we've been doing lots more this summer as well like i think there's something yeah like birkenstock just floated on the stock market for two billion there's things that are changing around the world of like what used to look like hairy hippie behavior is becoming kind of mainstream yeah. like you said yeah. in terms of availability and i think herbal teas there was a big study that came out i think really recently was it i don't know i shared this with you or you shared it with me but they it showed that it was a big longitudinal study looking at you know longevity essentially and people who drink herbal tea i can't remember the amount of cups and da 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 but they lived on average something like six years longer than those who don't mm. so there's a bit of healthy user bias but i guess you know why not latch onto us yeah but also i think for kids i mean you were kids too i because i drink so much herbal tea because i'm insane just endless herbal teas constantly in my cupboard so many of them um, and I'm just drinking it all day long, all day long, all day long. My son has seen that since he was born. So now he has like 12 different favorite herbal teas. And when he comes home, it's hard to get kids to drink water. And if you don't want to be putting things in their water or making them sniff things to drink their water, herbal teas are a really, really good way of getting kids into it because you can get on the fruit ones or the strawberry ones. And it's kind of a nice, easy way to bring herbs into your kids' diets as well, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And look, Irish people love their tea and I still love my morning coffee, but like you said, you can have a little selection in your cupboard and it's like a joy every time you open it. I'm telling you, there is joy to be had in herbal tea drinking. So true. Good. Yeah, emphatically um, so. Another really fun drinking game. Tell us about this. So yeah, Kombuka, years ago, a friend of mine was representing a Kombuka brand and talking about how good it was. And, you know, we all went to her events and, you know, thought everything was grand. But now this explosion in knowledge around our gut health and our microbiome and nourishing that. And... As part of my journey through presenting the show and I went back and trained as a health coach, one of my biggest messages to people is around gut health because it focuses on what are you adding in instead of the usual, what are you taking out? Exactly. And with gut health, the things to add in are up to 30 diverse plants a week and fermented foods and kombucha is one of those. And people get really freaked out sometimes by fermented foods. Um, you know, kraut and all that sort of stuff. Um, I think you need to just try it out. And I do see a lot of sandwich bars and places now, you know, are just offering up different salads, toasties, and that's kind of how to introduce it in. Yeah. But I mean, this is just a really nice drink. My kids think it's a soft drink. Um, I really enjoy it. And you know, you're nourishing your gut. So like, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's an easy way to introduce fermented goods into your diet. Bang on. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I think the, the fermented foods, obviously we've been selling things like kombucha for a long time. I was talking to about you guys, to you guys downstairs about uh, Laura, your pal, who started like Ireland's first kombucha brand. And I remember going to the launch in Temple Bar, it was called Dublin Kombucha, and had these 
beautiful amber glass Kilner top bottle things that you could return for, you know, to, for a bottle deposit refund. And it was it, the launch was in this like tiny little nightclub in Temple Bar, and it was all very hipster. But I was like, oh, this is on. It's happening now. Like now, kombucha is something. Because I remember my dad had it in our airing cupboard at home, and it was in this old baking bowl with cling film over it, and it smelt gank. I wouldn't touch it as a child. He also, I don't think he was brewing it in the sort of like modern, delicious, funky way these guys are. And I think the thing that I've kind of come to understand on the back of the whole thing is that fermented foods, big thing, probiotic foods, big thing, but it's not so much even the bacteria that's in there. It's what they've done to the substrate. It's the acids they produce. This is the really exciting stuff that like science hasn't even got to yet. Mm. And we're really excited about that. And I think acidifying our gut is, I think one of a reacidifying the gut is such a, a big thing in terms of managing our digestion, absorption, assimilation of foods, which is where everything begins and ends, really. Yeah, it's only emerging science. And yeah. like the same way as I can't see myself making soup out of actual nettles, yeah. I don't think I have it in me either to have a scoby that I'm feeding in the corner. And I just can't really it's all a bit go with it. <laughs> so yeah, I'm a bit, you know, buy it in a nice fancy can, you know, that can be recycled, drink it, enjoy it, done. That works. And kid, for kids, it's that thing that we were saying as well, that like, you pop open the the can and they're like, oh, cool. Like it came from a shop. It must be more fun than something that mum made in the corner in a hokey little demi jar or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Demi -jam. Yeah. Because yeah, my kids hate me telling them anything healthy. They just eye roll. Uh, it's absolutely awful. none of this. Tough one, that one, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You just have yeah. to live it and hope that they follow on in your footsteps. Yeah. Well, yeah. I came out to say I qualified. I did my last thing as part of my course. And my son just like walked out, went into my door who was watching TV and said, you know, mom's only getting going on this health coach thing. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh. I'm like, well, thanks for your support, people. Thank you. <laughs> thanks a million. Yeah, like, this is going to get worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Worse, I suppose, better. Thanks, we won't That's they, they will actually. I, yeah, I yeah. say that to myself. I walk around the house just going, thank you. He'll understand. He will. She said that out loud to him. You'll thank me one You'll day. And <laughs> um, so, something that you talked to me about in advance that you're really passionate about is refilling, as well. And um, and this is like one of the lovely glass bottles that Finn has that you can buy here. So if you come into the store and you want to refill, but you've got all your refill bottle, or if you you know live with your mother-in-law and they don't like the Gankin plastic thing that you refill seven hundred times and you have something beautiful, you can buy one of these and you can refill so many different things mm. in your shop as well and something that i only thought about when we were doing this podcast the other day is that you also refill not just all the cleaning products and the soaps and everything but you also do olive oil honey mm -hmm. peanut butter almond butter almond butter yeah so many things that's about it but for yeah, me yeah. it's like a honey olive oil fiend that's unbelievable i just had no idea that there was someone that they could do that but mm. why why for you is it important why do you think it's a big thing because like well-being is mind body and soul isn't it and i do think it's quite tough for us at the moment there's a lot of bad news and climate change is terrifying especially as a parent when you think about the future world that's going to be there and sometimes we can feel like we are you know holding up a little lilo against a complete and utter waterfall but i think you have to do your little bit and you have to really believe that if you do your bit, your, your bit that small steps lead to really big change. Yeah. Um, and if every shop had this and every supermarket had this, we would be cutting masses amount of plastic, masses amount of waste. Mm -hmm. And the more conscious we become, the better things are for everybody. And I think that just dials down the stress levels a little bit, certainly for me. I feel like I'm doing something positive. Mm. We take the soap bottles, we take the washing, uh, cleaning products, 
we refill them, we reuse them. And, and I, I just feel among that and being a conscious consumer, I'm doing my bit. Yeah. And then everything you're refilling with is really conscious as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're using less yeah. harmful products that are going down the drain. So exactly. like it's a it's a win win. Win win, exactly, yeah. Yeah. It's the big I think it's the biggest part of that think global act local thing, isn't it? It's becoming I remember the first time I heard that like twenty years ago that term, it didn't resonate well it resonated. It's a nice catchy phrase, but it didn't have the level of meaning that it has now, which is like you feel like you have to be doing something just to manage your anxiety levels over the thing. And I think, yeah, this is one where I think what's happening is that we're starting to see people as we start to like go to stores and demand things, i.e. vote with our wallet. That is where our agency lies as, as consumers, because like we only get to vote in, you know, people in the government once every five years. And, you know, there's a lot of that stuff that's very intangible. And do they get in and make any change? And who knows? But this is actually where the change starts, isn't it? It's like if it's a mass movement and that's where mass movement most change comes from for society they don't come from like government's top down it's from humans going actually we don't want this anymore and so if we start to do this and actually super value are starting to do it now with true eco and there's so many things that are starting to move on there's the producer recycling scheme that's happening next year so that's starting from january where a lot of big retailers are going to have like bottle deposit like vending machines where you bring back your thing and you get cash back for it I don't know how it's going to go. I don't think it's been particularly well thought out. I'll be honest. If I was planning it myself, but I think the 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 the, the understanding that they were actually like there's a movement happening apropos the sorts of changes that we've implemented as consumers. I think that's the biggest thing for me. And did you say there are issues around the weighing of people? Yeah, I wasn't sure if we should pick into this, but maybe would like very briefly just essentially we had an inspection recently from the uh, National Safe Standards Authority or what was NSAI the NSAI. Um, they uh, assess your business to make sure that when you're selling things to people, you're selling essentially the right weights and measures of things. So they're checking for the, the volumetrics on things and that. And when it came to the refills, they said that we shouldn't be selling refills to customers unless they're sold by weight on a verified weighing scales. For most small shops, that verified weighing scales cost 1200 quid, you have to get it you know, verified every year. That's, a, that's kind of aversive, right? And that's where we think change is gonna really happen. And all small stores are gonna be using the sorts of refill systems that we have like pumps and bottles and da 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 and the weird thing i think like grand if you're translating that to supermarkets but if it's the case that you want to get all these little stores around the country which have been doing it for ages on board of it you need to allow them the way to do it that their consumers have been happy with as well there's always been this like lovely relationship between the people like yourself coming into our shop and us where you know there's a trust thing there i guess this legislation is built for where there's a bigger distance between the owner of the business you're going in to shop from and the person who's coming in to do the shopping so yeah consumer protection is a big thing but for us like i i think you know when you start to put massive legislation against these things and also like maybe anachronistic legislation where they're they're saying okay you buy this 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 bottle has to be essentially stamped with uh, yeah okay it has few a little 500 mil thing there but if we have bottles there, people are bringing them back in from most like e-cover or personal or whatever, they won't, they'll have a label on the bottle that has the volume. They won't have a stamp on the bottle that has the volume. Most producers don't do that. But by law, they have to in order to be able to refill from it. So it's just a, like this weird mismatch. Yeah, and we just need to catch up a little bit. Exactly. And and, and, and allow for that transition or or put the, the, the emphasis on the producers of the plastic bottles to say you have to stamp your bottles now. That's it. But start there. Don't start in shops like ours. Yeah. Um, and I, I always think, you know, why don't we just get rid of single use plastic? Why don't we just make this one up? Like, you know, done. Like, let's done. just yeah. do it. Yeah. But I suppose it's complicated. It takes time. So while mm -hmm. we're 
moving through all of that I just do the best that I can yeah and that makes me feel good so thank you for allowing me to read <laughs> this beautiful bottle that is stamped yeah thank yeah Phew, thank god we made it through um okay. so yeah next oh nice this so, is yeah your area lid definitely yeah this is the lip whip by Carrie Graham and this is the lip perfector so it's essentially a lip exfoliator um, and I was really excited when I found this first. Oh, I'm so I really didn't understand it when I, I found it first. I, know, I, like, I found it kind of with you, right? Yeah. And I was like looking through, I was like, this is great range in the US. Look at this, like lip balms, all organic, da -da -da -da, no mess, no petroleum jelly. And you were like, oh, that. I was like, really? Lip, what is this? What is it? What is an exfoliator for your lips? Yeah, it's such a hard thing to find, especially. So if you're someone like us who's trying to choose all of their body products and their makeup to be as natural and as toxin free and cruelty free as possible, it's really, really hard to find good ones, and you never ever find a lip exfoliator. In the winter, we get dehydrated, we have heating on, we're not moving so much, we're usually not drinking as much, and our lips can get dry, and then they get chapped. And as a woman, if you're putting lipstick or lip gloss on top and they're chapped, you get all these kind of bumpy bits of flaky skin, mm -hmm. and it's disgusting looking. And so you need an exfoliator. And like I've messed around with making my own home ones with sugar and olive oil and all different stuff. Old toothbrushes. Old toothbrushes. Really? Yeah. Okay, so this yeah. is a real thing. We don't oh, do this. Yeah, yeah. Thing. Lip exfoliating is a thing. It's a real wow. thing because otherwise it all catches in the pockets and it's gross. Hey, I actually make sense to me now. Like, yeah, which is great. Lovely. Thank um, you And this one is a really, really good one. It's got absolutely no rubbish in it whatsoever. It has little jojoba beads, which are natural. They break down. There's no stuff going down the drains. It's just really, really beautiful. Mm. Why did you pick it? I am lip balm obsessed, like obsessed. I have all different kinds, brands, types, consistency. Wow. I've had many, the gross looking toothbrush that I've just kept. It's got like foundation on it. So I felt this was possibly a better way to go. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Sounds like it. Ditch some of those ancient toothbrushes, yeah. <laughs> the idea for this podcast came around because I used to read the magazines that had the like what's in your handbag thing and I was kind of fascinated by what was in people's handbag. If you looked in my handbag, there is definitely 100% at least seven different lip balms in there. 100%. Wow. And that's just, that's just one of my handbags. And they're in pockets <laughs> they're in pocket. and they're everywhere. They're everywhere. Now, yeah. I do think COVID has made me a bit more conscious. I'm not as mad on mm. things that people can stick their fingers in. Yeah. Um, but maybe I just won't share this. Maybe it'll just be me and my clean finger. Mm. We'll use this. So oh, no, that would just be yours. Because, so this also works as a mask. So you put it on, you leave it on for a minute or so while you're doing your other stuff. And then you massage it through, get all the dry skin off and wash it off. So you're like hydrating your lips and also exfoliating them at the same time. So it's kind of fun. And I do think there's a lot of power. Like I always say people ask me for tips. I mean, lighting a candle is a really nice way to go, okay, this is my time. You know, if you're getting into bed with a book or you're doing a guided meditation or just sitting with a cup of tea, there's something about it. So I think doing a face mask or a lip mask mm -hmm. and just really saying, I'm investing in me. Because I remember speaking to somebody, um, they worked in the wellness world and they had a client who was really struggling and to find time for self-care, the only thing she was able to introduce was at the end of doing the dishes, she would rub hand cream on. No, no. And that's where she started. And she mm -hmm. built on that to actually really prioritizing herself and look after herself. So we think some of these things are small and yes, they are. We've stopped the right climate change for God's sake. My exfoliated lips aren't going to save the world. <gasps> but you can invest in yourself sometimes mm -hmm. and do nice little things for yourself. And you know, that's important for your well-being. Totally. I mean, with face it, people are always saying to me, oh, I don't have to, I don't time, like how much time? And it's two to five minutes a day. And that's what I love about it is it's not another one of these wellness rituals that people have to go, God, it's another thing on my list of stuff. I'm already maxed out. I'm already at my limit. 
And those two to five minutes that you invest in yourself in that moment, you're pouring love back into yourself. And then you take a breath, you calm down. And then when you like meet everyone else in your day, be it your kids or your coworkers or whoever it is, you're just that bit nicer and calmer and more friendly. And that has a ripple out effect. You feel better, they feel better. So it can seem like a kind of a, a frippery, but it isn't actually. It's all just about coming back to love and connection and connecting to yourself. Right. And I think especially as women, we're seeing metrics constantly that are telling us we're not enough unless we augment ourselves or put things in ourselves or on ourselves or whatever. And that every single way that we are and every age that we are is less worthy than the one before. So anything that we can do in our day that goes, actually, you know what? You're enough just exactly yeah. as you are is really, really mm. powerful. I don't think it can be underestimated. And there's that great Alan Watts saying, which is actually, um, actually, as I said, I probably shouldn't say it, but anyway, I'm going to say it. Um, it's like we, if, if we are a species that goes extinct, we're not the first species to go extinct, but perhaps we're the first species that doesn't think we're worth saving, which is this weird thing about our self-worth. We've got this odd kind of relationship to this thing. Do you know, like, and self-worth is exactly where it starts. So this is much bigger, I think, than people realize. And I think the amount of time we spend looking inwards to nourish actually how we feel about ourselves. Most of the things that we do are bad for the world is because we don't feel good about ourselves and ultimately feel good about ourselves we start to build connection with people we start to care about all the things and it all kind of ripples out so yeah i think that is going to save the world yeah and people kind of think oh god like saying affirmations mm. and saying something positive mm. to myself oh i don't know but they don't realize we're going around saying negative things all, all the, time. the time yeah yeah so to just be in the moment to do something small for you is very powerful yeah. bang on okay Talking of which, doing something small for yourself yes please delicious goodness in a small for yourself form. yeah i mean i can't say anything hugely worthy about this except I just love them like it's so good yeah it's so good I can't really do high sugar like I don't really like white chocolate milk mm. chocolate it's mm. too sweet um and I don't care I don't believe in deprivation you know all foods are on the table for me and mm. I think we should have joy around eating I don't think we should restrict anything from our diet but I do find I favor a dark chocolate mm -hmm. or something that just hits the mark that you don't get that more, 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 yeah. more, more. And then you get yeah. to the bottom and you're still like more, more, yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just not as enjoyable. Yeah. But this is a decadent box of chocolates. Mm, isn't it? This brand, everything they do from their ice cream to their chocolates, delicious. Yeah. Delicious. It's so true. I always have a tiny, I get the two packs and I have them in my fridge. And when I know that I'm craving something sweet, you never eat more than one though. That's the thing because mm. they are really rich and really delicious. And it, and it's also like you're buying into a brand, you're buying into the quality of the ingredients, the whole thing. So it is nourishing because mm. there's goodness. Just because sweet things are sweet doesn't mean they're bad for you. It, you know, if you choose the right things or you make them yourself and you get them from companies, cacao has loads of benefits. Maple syrup has loads of benefits. You know, there's loads of different things that go in there. It's just about like choosing the right one, isn't it? And mm. then that way it's like a lovely treat as opposed to something that you're going, Guilty pleasure. Yeah, yeah. No, I hate that. There's no pleasure you know, should be guilty. Done. No, great. Exactly We're so on that. board of that. Big time. We, I, I don't know what that's thing. Like the idea of cheap meals and cheap days and guilty pleasures. It's just so wrong. Like, I guess guilt is a reality, but we live in guilt all day long. So why apply guilt to the one bit that's nice in the day? It just seems so perverse, doesn't it? And um, also, you. One thing that you always talk about, which I really think about and take to heart, is. Whatever we put into our body, whatever we consume, and that and that can be like what we look at, what we read, but also what we eat. It, how we feel about the thing that we're consuming determines how it affects our body. Mm -hmm. So if we're feeling rubbish about the thing that we're eating, but we're eating it anyway, it's going to go in there and not do a lot of goodness. But if we're going like, you know what, 
having this and I love it and this is one of my joyful moments in my day with my herbal tea my book and like beautiful yeah it goes into snowball and you know if you look at all those blue zone studies where yeah. most of those cultures have a glass of red wine at least per day and there's like you know there's very little kind of um what you call it like ascetic behavior they're not like there's no avoidance really practice yeah. it's just like i enjoy this they can't afford loads of it because there isn't huge volume of money in those cultures but they enjoy the bits that they get and they treat them with you know intention and the sort of respect that they deserve i suppose which is yeah that's how we deal with buja yeah <laughs> and i do think that from the health and well-being message that that's been missing it's like eat less move more you know yeah. people kind of slay rates or culprits of all yeah. their i don't know treat food whatever that means to them and they start on a monday and they're just gonna juice and have broth and that's it and by wednesday they're exhausted and they give give it up where yeah. the people feel that they can eat anything and everything as and when they want it yeah. and that emotional eating is okay it just can't be your only coping mechanism that's where i live now yeah. in nourishing myself mind body and soul and these are on the menu hey good and choosing joy that's it for yeah. me it's like choosing joy yeah every time Choose joy prioritize it mm. and then it, it it should it should never be that it should never be that thing we always say that if you're choosing health or you're choosing health practices it should never be a worse version of what you were already doing it should or never be like something you have you to have do. to do yeah a sacrifice like, a give up this again do this yeah. thing because you'll never carry it on, mm. ever. Yeah. Or if you do, it's just not going to be good for you ultimately because no, exactly. you're still in this like punishment like place. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thing, like, yeah. and, and sometimes it can feel, it take a bit of effort at the start, but mm. after a while it just weaves in. Like I can tell yeah. it's just how you guys live, it's certainly how I live. Yeah, yeah. can tell so. how you live as well, definitely, yeah. Yeah, Claire, this has been amazing. Um, it feels like, feels like I know you better than I do. You were like, when you when you came to the stop, so you were like, I feel like I know your face. So like, now I definitely feel like I know you. Um, okay, good. And yeah, like you're you're definitely part of the family in terms of the sort of stuff that you're into, which is great. And um, you know, more power to you. And I think more role models like you doing more good kind of like health-related content to the masses as well. Mm. I mean, we need more of that. And even just talking to people about that lack of, you know, lack of guilt, lack of punishment and you know persevering through hard things of course we're gonna to have to do it but but making something feel like it's not you know it's not intangible there's not like you don't get to the other side of the rainbow before no. you can experience health no. right no yeah. absolutely not and wait until you see me get going now with my exfoliated lips ah, <laughs> i can't wait <laughs> you have to do, i hope you do some reels and tag us in definitely thank you for having me no it's been brilliant it's been really brilliant i'll okay. be back yeah Thanks. i hope so nice so just remain to say thank you guys for watching and thank you very much to our sponsors, Clear Light Saunas. Uh, for those of you who want to get involved in a little bit of red light in your lives, get, in, get into a sauna, do a little bit of self-care, improve your sense of self-worth. Save those shillings and come and get yourself a full lifetime guaranteed infrared sauna. I did it a few years ago and it's never, they've never made a better move in my life, genuinely. It's one of those things you commit to and you commit for life. Um, so yeah, come and get your discount code from us and also our lovely clothing range, organic capsule collection that we carefully curated there's another conscious that's the one constantly another c uh so yeah the, the wandering dwellers clothing range the merch is there at the wandering dwellers project.com and it all helps to support what we're doing here and so we love if you get involved um thanks claire that's about it thank you so much bye bye, -bye.